Welcome to Respect My Crown. I'm Jillian J.J. Simmons. Respect My Crown is a community that is designed to support women who desire to step into the abundance that awaits them. We know that now is the time to manifest your visions, realize your dreams, and accomplish your goals. Respect My Crown is a support system that encourages women to deepen in spirituality, sisterhood, accountability, and service. Today's guest is known in our radio industry as one of the top program directors in the country. She's truly a hashtag boss chick. She serves as operations manager for three radio stations here in Houston, Texas. She has a proven track record of being a phenomenal coach and creating award-winning talent. I myself am a product of Terry Thomas's pool of talent <laughs> as she has molded me over the years. Welcome Terry Thomas to the show. Thank you so much for having me. How I'm are so you? I'm glad. I'm great. It's great to see you. It's great to be here. I'm so excited to have you on the show. I've known Terry about 20 years. Forever. I have a story to tell you because I don't even know if you know this. Okay. About our first time meeting. Uh, so this tell. is good. There was a midday position available at the Wiz in Cincinnati. And I thought that position was mine. Mm. This is good. <laughs> so at the time I was, I was doing overnights and running the board for the morning show. And um, you, you, you know when you feel like something is yours and sometimes God has another plan. Yes. And uh, I remember the day they announced um, Terry Thomas was going to be the music director. Because you had two jobs. Yes, you always. You were music director, which I was not qualified for. But then there was the midday show mm -hmm. that I thought was mine. And I was, I was so distraught, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that I really gave you, uh, not, not that I think, I know that I gave you a hard time. Just a wee bit. I know I did. <laughs> I know I did. And so, look, 20 years later, I want to apologize <laughs> for giving you such a hard time because... You know, my feelings were hurt, and it really had nothing to do with you. And I think a lot of times, you know, we do that. We treat people wrong because of our own projection, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I was just really disappointed. And I was so disappointed that I ended up quitting my job mm -hmm. to leave and to move to New York. So it actually worked out great <laughs> that you did get the job because it pushed me to do something that I may not have done. You know what I mean? And so um, here comes Terry. She's phenomenal at what she does. You've been in radio for how long? Since I was 14, really. Yeah. So it's a long that time. That was like 10 years ago. So. Yeah, just 10 <laughs> short years. Um, a long time. Uh, you know, if I count that, and it's probably 30 years. Gosh, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a really, really long time. Because um, I really did start when I was 14. Yeah. So I, I knew I wanted to be in radio since I was in sixth grade and I had no idea that being a woman in this industry um, was going to have, you know, so many challenges, mm -hmm. um, especially in the programming side, because you have programming is mostly run by men. And then when you look at the jocks, it's mostly mm -hmm. men. Um, what are some of the hurdles that you had to jump over, you know, to kind of prove yourself worthy of sitting at the table? I think that's still, a, it's, you know, an everyday thing. And it's a little sad to think that even at this day and age where I do have 
years of experience <laughs> and a successful track record yeah. because you know we you know we are rated we get report cards so um and for us it's ratings and revenue so i have mm-hmm. a successful track record over many years but even now i still have to justify myself well, i don't have to but you know you do find people questioning your worth yeah and um and that's crazy because in the radio business for example most target demographics of radio stations are women so mm-hmm. you know it's interesting that more women are not calling the shots because yeah. we're targeting women who knows a lady better than a lady a right lady, right so right. um you're discounted at all times and my first uh program director in a commercial station um it was a guy philip david march great guy and he gave me some very important advice and he said you know people are always going to question your value and so you have to know this job better than everyone else and Mm. that really stuck with me so i would say i'm a lifelong student of what i do because somebody is always calling your worth into question but you can't battle what someone knows when they say knowledge is power it's very cliche but it's it's there for a reason and it's it's really truth and when i'm talking to people and whether it's a man or a woman that i'm mentoring i always use that because the more you know the more you know your job the more you push yourself to excellence you know it's it's very difficult for people to discount that they can try yeah but see me see me on my skill sets like you may not like me you may not like that i'm a woman you may not like anything about me from that superficial perspective but if we go and do a battle of skills and a battle of will Mm -hmm. that's i can beat you every time (laughs) (laughs) i love it i love it when i first got to new york i was so disgusted by this rumor i heard about myself Mm -hmm. because this is what happens when you're a woman in this industry you may hear rumors or there's so much cattiness and just um ridiculousness but this one was probably the most hurtful for me. I, I, there was a rumor that I slept with my program director to get my job. Mm-hmm. And because technically I may not have been qualified for that position um, coming from Cincinnati to New York, but um, it really it hurt me because I knew I knew the truth, you know. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard rumors uh, that attacked your character and how did you move forward? All the time. It's funny that you started our conversation today with your memory. Um, I've had that happen uh, other times where, you know, unfortunately women, we aren't always kind to each other. But, you know, it's another case of another woman in another market who, for whatever the reason, you know, set her sights on me that she felt that I was keeping her from something that she should have. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until years later and I didn't even know uh, she sort of did a public apology. It was a, oh, a wow. 10 questions feature. And, you know, they were like, well, who are your mentors? And she named me as one of her oh, mentors, but serious? admitted that, hey, I didn't realize what I had when I had it. And oh. I, I owe her an apology. And I hope that someday I would be brave enough to say so. Oh, so wow. people are always questioning. They're always creating rumors or trying to create reasons for you not to be there. Yeah. And you know this because you know me a long time. I've always been a turn the other cheek person. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't. I try not to. I mean, I'm not perfect. We are, none of nobody's perfect. But I aspire to to not be a vindictive person, oh, yeah. you know, and to yeah. be more of a, a let God deal with it. And through a lot of that, and, you know, like there were a lot of times, you know, you just, you feel alone. Oh, yeah. And then you're not, you're confused. Like, why is this person have it out for me? I didn't do anything right, to you. Right. And to know that your mere existence <laughs> 
nothing about your character, your being, who you are as a person, but your yeah. mere existence has caused that other person to feel so insecure mm -hmm. that they are now attacking you. Oh, yeah. And it's a lonely and difficult place. Yeah. And so I felt blessed that, blessed and confirmed. Confirmed mm -hmm. in the fact that I did the right thing by not succumbing to the level of, of what was being done to me by not yeah. passing that back to that individual. I really did turn that's the other the cheek. easy thing to do. It is. It's very difficult to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. It's it's very, very difficult. And there's something uh, that I heard a long time ago that really stuck with me. And it was when you're going through those difficult times and you may feel it's really all about you and what you're going through, but oftentimes it's you're going through it because God knows you can handle it it's because somebody else needs to see how you handle mm -hmm. it. And that's where the blessing is coming in. Yeah, being an example, mm -hmm. not knowing that people are actually watching. I was totally blown away by it. And I said, if I ever came across her again in my travels, I, I mean, I would hug her and, yeah. and just, you know, be full of love for that. Because I thought that was very big of her to say so. Yeah, You're talking about people that have influenced your career. Yeah, And to be named that, to know that, boy, you really didn't like me very much. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was amazing. The road to greatness comes with setbacks mm -hmm. and failures. Um, what would you consider to be maybe one of your major epic fails, if that exists? <laughs> and um, have there, you know, what was a time where you really wanted to quit? Um, epic fail. <laughs> well, uh, I do remember, this is kind of funny, I don't even remember the name of the group, but I had to do this interview and it was awful. It was just awful. It was like the worst interview I ever did. And the group was a one hit wonder. So I don't even remember what the group <laughs> Thank was. Thank God that's not anywhere right? that we can find it. <laughs> but it, it was really, really bad. And, you know, and then my lesson from that is maybe I wasn't as prepared as I should have been for the interview. Yeah. Um, and then it really sort of changed the way I approached interviews at that point because, you know, I think at that point I was really young in my career and it was more of the usual questions that you ask people. But I think with this interview and how bad it really went, they were probably <laughs> tired of asking the same or answering the same questions. And so I, I just approached my interviews differently at that point, but it was awful. Yeah. But from that interview came a photograph because at the time you would take a picture with the group and then, you, you know, somebody at the record company sends it off to trade magazines. And so my picture ended up being in a magazine for our industry and I got uh, a job inquiry. <laughs> oh my gosh. See? Well, that. So it's funny. Epic fail turns it's, into. It's funny how that, that <laughs> happens um i think you know there are times in whatever you're questing to do where you you question because the road is long yeah you know we all have the time frame that we think we should have arrived like mm -hmm. my first job commercial job was in columbus georgia and i was in that market for seven years and i had job opportunities along the way but nothing was ever that one that was worth making the yeah. leap and every time I got another opportunity, the owner of my company would come in and raise my salary slightly. Mm. So it, it became the trade-off of, well, what am I leaving for? Yeah. The market wasn't that big. The opportunity wasn't any greater. And my guy here was willing to match the money, but I'm still in market 168. And, you know, there are moments where you question. You say, well, God, am I where you want me to be? Am I on the right path? And there are moments where it feels dark. And, you know, I've been there multiple times over my career where I really have to step aside and have a private conversation with God and say, God, what am I supposed to be doing? Where am I supposed to be? Yeah. Because you're doing this job 
day in and day out. And I've been fortunate. I'm in this industry for many years. And nowadays you see people pop around different jobs, you know, oh, yeah. like they're ordering takeout. Yes. So, you know, it's a different, <laughs> different sort of time, but you know, just really asking God, like, God, show me a sign that I'm where you need me to be, that I'm doing what you want me to do, that I'm in line with what my purpose is. And so I have had those moments um, where I really questioned. And then, you know, this industry is very difficult for women, um, very difficult for women to have relationships and families and oh, things gosh, of that nature. Yeah. And I always thought I would be married and have some kids, but I put yeah. that on the back burner because I was very determined to have a career that my family could be proud of yeah. because I was breaking mold in my family if you weren't in radio what would you be doing wow if I was to leave radio today I would be very much interested in having a business that helped developed people as the face of their brand because I believe that people buy into people before they buy into products mm -hmm. and I think that um, I think that you know, especially with all of the tools that we have, I think that there's a lot to be said for, you know, building brands and building in particular, I love the idea of brand building as it pertains to people. Yeah. Um, so I, I really, really, really love that. And then there are some days it's going to be a left turn where I think, you know, I should have been a doctor, a nurse or, really? um, and then I, uh, right. And then I knew um, I had made this pact with myself. Um, if I didn't get a job in the first year after college in radio, that I was going to go to law school. So, oh, wow. Yeah. I had considered Oh, God. That. I can definitely see you as an attorney. Yeah. You're feisty and spicy. I am. So an attorney, <laughs> I think, like the medical thing, because I think it's I think it's a beautiful thing to have the ability to help pe make people feel better. Yeah. So I think that's beautiful. Whether I could really have the 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 gumption for it, I don't know. Yeah. But a lawyer, yeah, I could do that. Yeah. Because I would be interested in, yeah, I'm fighting for justice. I want to yeah. be the superhero, yeah. the woman in the cape. I can see you doing that. Yeah, I would be a lawyer. Okay. I was having lunch with this guy who works here. Mm -hmm. And he brought up um, the book, The Alchemist. Mm -hmm. And how you bought this book for the team. Terry is like really big on books. She bought everybody books. Over the couple of years, well, I was here six years. You've, um, I think I've gotten like three books from you. Um, and that's such a great book. It's one of those books like you need to read over and over, mm -hmm. um, you know, as time goes on. Uh, are you an avid reader? I am. What's the last book that you read? I'm reading Smut right now. Um, what is it? <laughs> Smut. <laughs> Wait, I don't think I know that book. <laughs> no, actually, I'm reading two. I'm reading two books. So, you know, I I do read a lot for personal enhancement, but you know, my brain, my brain is always on, and I know this. And when you're a creative, your brain tends to stay on all yeah. the time. And so, I needed to find a way to circumvent burnout mentally yeah. to to be able to give my brain a break so that it could get back to the creative space. Okay. And so I started reading, like right now, I'm, oh, shoot, I don't even know the name of it, but you know, it's, I'm on the Those Kindle. Those like lovey-dovey books? Well, they, they... these are like the murder mystery lovey-dovey books. Okay. So there's like a good <laughs> figuring out the who done it. And then, you know, there's like some hulky dude in there and, you know, oh some smart, gosh. brilliant heroine. And then I'm, I'm also, I'm reading um, Gary Vaynerchuk, Crushing It. Oh, okay, good. And, and yeah, we, we both Gary's know I'm, awesome. yeah, Gary, I'm a Gary person. Um, I'm reading Crushing It right now. 
uh, in particular because, you know, I'm preparing for the next year and with my team, you know, really wanting to hone in on helping them build their personal brands next year as a further extension of the station brand. And That's I just awesome. knew there were some gems in there, yeah. um, you know, on this. So I'm reading that for, for that uh, headspace. But there's still favorites that I love. Yeah. Um, I find myself either recommending or giving out books and I think some of the oldies but goodies are tried and true so think and grow rich Napoleon Hill oh yeah I think it's very necessary I think because we live in a social media world where you don't you fake interact with people <laughs> yes right it's not like you and I we're actually in the same room we're sitting yeah. across from each other I can give you a real hug yes and um so I think think and grow rich is essential because I think one of the things that we've gotten away from is really developing your personal circle and mm -hmm. understanding that two, two key elements from that. One is that you should always have people around you that are smarter than you. Yes. That even though you might be in a thing that they have some insight to share about the thing that you're in mm -hmm. that will help you to pull together that thing because no one person knows all the answers. And I think the second part of that book that I think is essential for people is the idea of the barter system. Yeah. Whereas relationships should should be give and take. It's like, That's right. you know, here's what I can offer you or here's what I would like for you to do that perhaps I, what could I offer you in return? And, and sometimes it's the things that we take for granted. Like for example, you know, JJ, I'll be hypothetical. Maybe I need you to, I don't know, edit a podcast for me, for yeah. example, right? Yeah. And then I said, well, JJ, what could I do for you? Well, maybe you need childcare on Friday night. Right, you know, right. It may weeks. not even look the same. It, and it doesn't have to. Yeah. But I think that there's some beauty in that. Oh, yeah. And it's the understanding of, you know... You may not always have money. I think a lot of times people view a lack of financial resources as an obstacle to getting things done. Mm -hmm. But you do have you have elbow grease. You have things that you offer that are natural talents or things that you're able to do to lighten the load for a person. Yeah. So for you to get what you need and them to get what they need, you know, you you may not think it is what it is. Right. And so I think that that's a powerful lesson yeah. to get from that book. Absolutely. Gosh, Terry's dropping those gems today. <laughs> um this is an entertainment industry that keeps you on the move and you manage a lot of people mm -hmm. and personalities, which can't always be easy. No. <laughs> a lot of egos in radio hmm. uh, and entertainment as a whole. I think uh, any industry, I think we're so, I think it's just the ego oriented culture. It is. It, oh, and it's on a whole new level now. Now, yeah. Everybody is a star now. Everyone's a star. Oh gosh. Um, well, how do you handle the, the stress of it all? You know, in our industry, um, you really need to up your self-care because this isn't yeah. a, um, a nine-to-five job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So how do you take care of you and how do you woosa? Well, I think, I think that's a big issue, um, especially as women, especially for women in this business or any business where women are the underdog. And because we feel like if we ever get off the treadmill, like – we're losing ground in some way, mm -hmm. right? Because they don't view us the same as they view men. Oh, yeah, you know? you're right. It's like, you know, these conversations still happen. Oh, she's pregnant? Well, is she going to be able to be up to par? You know, and that's, that's yeah. messed up, yeah, right? It's it not is. okay. It's yeah. not right. If I'm not feeling well today... Oh, are you pregnant? Like, right. no, well, I don't have to be pregnant. Can I? Just, I you wouldn't go to it. a guy and say, well, right. is your wife expecting? So, so what you're saying is essential, so a couple of small steps that I've taken more in recent months because of that very issue of needing a better balance and more self-care was every day I take myself to breakfast and I read for an hour. Mm. 
before I come in. Now, some of those days I'm working out at the gym first. So Jose, my amazing trainer. Yeah. So I'll go work out with Jose for an hour. I'll go sit at the counter at La Peep. Yeah. <laughs> and read a book for an hour, yeah. and then I'll come into work, and yeah. then I can give my full self. That's and I'm good. reading. I'm reading non-workbooks. I'm oh, reading that's that's where my read mysteries or smut <laughs> or whatever it is. My pleasure. Yeah. My I don't yeah. have to overthink it. Yeah. Books. That's what I'm doing at that particular time. That's okay. a small everyday thing. Yeah. I think it's essential to remember, like working out. You got to schedule that. I schedule that. Yeah. Um, the the reading need to be better about connecting with homegirls, like I have a, a, a small group of women. We've been very close for a long time. We all live in different cities. Um, so that group text chat is essential. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we strive to be in the same city. It doesn't always work out to, to get gatherings. But when I get those moments, boy, it's life. Yeah. I love to travel. I don't love the act of traveling, but I love the act of being somewhere different. Yeah. Yeah. And I find that it rejuvenates my creative space. Yeah. What's one of the favorite places you've been? Maui. I have got to get to Maui. It's on my list of places to go. Uh, Terry, as we wrap up today's interview, uh, we have four elements that make up Respect My Crown. There's spirituality, accountability, sisterhood, and service. So let's talk a little bit about spirituality and what does that look like for you? I have felt the hand of God on me since I was a small child. I could really, really say that to you. There were some dark times in my youth, very dark. And I would remember, I can remember this clearly. I was at my grandparents' house, who I, I just loved my grandparents. They were amazing. Um, I was at my grandparents' house, and I was swinging on the swing in the backyard, and I would just sing songs to myself. But I could feel the hand of God mm, on me. Yeah. And to even be that young, and my parents, we weren't church people. Yeah. You know, my grandfather would take me to church if I was staying over. You know, he'd get up and take me, you know, somewhere on a Sunday. Um, but my mom, she was overly Catholic when she was a kid. So she was like, I'm going to let y'all work it out. Um, so I would say that I've always felt God in my life. I've always known God. And I think that, you know, spirituality could be in a church. It doesn't have to be for me. Yeah. I think it's just about taking daily time to commune. And I think gratitude yeah. is a big word for me yeah. and um, having conversation with God. And so I'm grateful and I'm thankful every day. And it's like, you know, taking a moment, like even you here today, like, you know what, I'd say, well, thank you, God, you know, for JJ today, you know, Aww. like I get to see JJ, you have such a light and it fills my spirit. So I'm like, well, thank you, God, for JJ today. Or, yeah. um, you know, thank you, God, for this person in my life. Or yeah. thank you, God, that I have the ability to buy lunch for somebody today. Yeah. So it's those moments of gratitude. And then I've seen God work in my life. And so when you've seen that work, you know, you just have to really trust and reconnect oh, with yeah. that. Good, mm-hmm. good. Part two of Respect My Crown is sisterhood. Mm-hmm. So you talked a little bit about your 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 tribe. Mm-hmm. You have a nice small tribe of friends. Small, yeah, but, um, in, but effective. <laughs> how, do you, how do you weed out toxic people in your life? You know, I've not been great at that. I don't have a great filter initially because I'm a person who tends to see the glass as always about someone's potential. Yeah. So everyone I meet, I'm, I'm, I'm immediately looking for their potential, and I don't mm-hmm. often see the things that come with that. So for me, along the way, and it's been powerful lessons to learn, is that God put some people in my life, men mostly, but a couple of key men in my life that have been able to say, T, uh-uh. 
that's not it. That's not Stay it. Stay away. Stay away. <laughs> because I don't I don't have the filter and I yeah. always err on the side of what can, how can I help you? How yeah. can I serve you? Because you have such a big heart. Have you ever taken the Enneagram test? No. Oh my gosh, I'm sending it to you. Oh please do. You are you are what would be considered a, a number two. So it's like you are so helpful to people. Um, sometimes it's to your own detriment because mm-hmm. you just want I would say to help. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna I would say that, that to you. Thank you. Um, accountability. Mm-hmm. So when holding other women accountable, what's an area that you feel like, you know, really stands out that you feel like you're constantly telling women like, Hey, uh-uh, let's, let's check this or let's get this together. One of the things that I find myself speaking on a lot is not falling into what people expect you to be. Mm. And I think that that is really, really a big deal for me yeah. because it doesn't matter if it's something that you don't see a lot of women doing. You, you need to master. You need to be the master or the mistress of your universe, mm. you know? So I find that, like, so let's say our business, for example. Well, I just want to be the person on, on the mic or the person that's in front of the camera, and I get that. But I don't want you to be left out in the cold. So mm-hmm. I need you to learn how to shoot your own video, to edit your own video. Worst case scenario, you won't be left high and dry because you have yourself. Right, right. And so that's the thing that I find myself coming back to a lot is that, look, I get everybody wants to be – Oprah, but Oprah started here. She sure did. Right? (laughs) So I would say that. And the other thing about you can't, I believe that you can do anything you set your mind to, but I don't believe you can do it at the same time. Can't do everything. At the same time, you can't. And so I find a lot of people are over here and there's a lack of focus and they're trying to do multiple things at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so they're not really doing any one thing well. And so I try to coach people, master your one thing. Until that you can do in your sleep and you don't have to think about it anymore. Then let's add something Mm -hmm. else. Let's stop trying to be the master of all these different things because you're slowing down your timeline. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's really good. Um, the last thing is service. Mm-hmm. The most rewarding way that you feel like you give back to people. Information and belief. Mm. I think that um, it's unfortunate that a lot of people don't feel that they have anyone to, that believe in them or see them. <laughs> you know, like people. See, people, most people I think want to be seen. Like, and I don't mean like, see, like, look at me, here I am. But I also mean like, look at me, here I am. Yeah. You know, I could say to JJ, I love you. Mm-hmm. But, I love you too. But is it also equally, if not more powerful to say, I see you. Yeah. And to really see you. Yeah. Meaning that I see, I see your heart. Mm-hmm. You know, I see what you're about. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, being in tune with trying to see people for their their potential. Yeah. And I think also I'm big on random acts of kindness. And I think we have a responsibility to tune into the world and to be present in the moment. Yeah. And that it doesn't matter if I don't know that woman sitting over there, uh, single mom, maybe, maybe not, but with two kids who you can read on her face, she's having a day. Mm-hmm. And then I anonymously pick up the check because God has blessed me with the extra $25 to do so today. Yeah. And then to say to, to my server, I just want to pick up the check, but I don't want you to say anything until I'm gone. Yeah. Because I'm not doing this for the, oh, you're so nice, lady. Right, right. I'm doing it because I want that person to say, to know today that somebody saw me. Yeah. And said oh, that, yeah. you know what, let me lighten the load for you yeah. in just a, a, a moment. And I don't 
ever need to see that person yeah. or get the physical credit for that. And so random acts of kindness, I think, is is important. And I, I find myself, I'm just sharing here, I don't normally talk about this, but I do that very frequently. Yeah. Wow. I'm a believer in that and because I think that the energy you send out into the world, and I may not get it back directly, but if I could sow a seed, and at some point maybe that lady will have a day where she's got it all together and she sees someone else who's struggling, you yeah. know, she could pay oh, that yeah. forward. What now? That's beautiful. Yeah, that's beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah, you've always been a great giver. I remember us um, fighting over the Apple iWatch that mm. you put into our white elephant. I did, and I will never forget <laughs> that because we were all like, "What." Terry did what? Yeah. yeah, I didn't win that year. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> so as we wrap up, it's interesting how many people have come to me since um, I resigned um, in January of 2017. Mm-hmm. And they're like, um, you know, oh, you got beef with the box. Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, you know, or you know what ends up happening, which is, which I end up cracking a lot of people's faces because um, they'll come and they'll start talking about people mm-hmm. from the box mm-hmm. because they just assume mm-hmm. that because I resigned that there is like an issue or I have sure. issues with certain people. And I'm like, hey, 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 no, that's, I don't, I don't have any issues, but I just wanted to know, cause you and I have known each other for mm-hmm. dang, 20 <laughs> years. So, um, really? it has. when I left, it was very emotional. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Oh my and God. Terry, I cried. Oh my God. Those teardrops in the hallway. <gasps> I was like big <gasps> elephant size. Oh my gosh. It was, it was very emotional, but, um, I just wanted to ask you, you know, I know it's been almost two years now, mm-hmm. how you felt when I left and if we can just clear up this myth mm-hmm. that there was beef. <laughs> uh, no beef. No beef. First of all, how am I having beef with somebody I've known for this long? You know, I've known you through Cincinnati, Dayton, Indianapolis, and then crazy? Houston, right? So um, n- there's no beef. I would tell you that I did cry big, gigantic crocodile tears. One, because, you know, I, I, I love your light. So to know that that, you know, light was leaving my immediate space, you know, I just, you know, you just, I just love your light. But I think the bigger thing of that is it was happy and sad tears. I would say sad tears because I knew for you that you, this had been a decision you'd been struggling with for some time because of more of where you were and where you wanted to head with your life. And to see you in any sort of pain or conflict, you know, I do see you and I do see the light that you have to offer. Mm-hmm. And so it was more of, I don't want my, my, the person that I care for to be in any sort of distress yeah. and then happy tears because how brave of you to say, I'm going to do something else. Yeah. And I think that is beautiful. It's one of, you know, I'm a movie person. One of my favorite scenes from you've got mail is the one with <laughs> Meg Ryan and the older lady who was her mom figure and they were having a tea and she was like uh, debating on what to do with her uh, children's bookstore that her mom had passed down to her. And it was the conversation when she decided to close the store. And the older lady said, good for you. And Meg Ryan was appalled because she felt like a failure. Wow. And the lady was like, no, no, no. This is the brave thing to do because yeah. you are daring to imagine you can have a different life. Mm. And I think that is beautiful. Oh, so I, it was more like selfish crocodile tears. Like, what do you mean you're not going to be here every day? <laughs> to not wanting you to 
be in any sort of conflict. And then happy tears because you had finally, st instead of being in this middle ground, you said, you know what? I'm making that step. Yeah. And then happy tears that you were like, you know what? I'm I'm doing, I'm taking a left right now. Yeah. And so, yeah, no beef, no conflict. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I wanted to make sure of in the moment is just that, you know, you had thought it through. Yeah. Just because, you know, hey, I'm your coach. I just want to make sure you're thinking it and through. And y'all ask me every day, mm -hmm. you and the GM at the time, are you sure? Are mm -hmm. you Are you sure? <laughs> just wanted to be sure. Just making sure. I, um, I appreciate you. I love you to death. I really do. Thank you. And um, I've learned so much from you. Um, I've had the pleasure, like you said, of working with you in the past um, in Cincinnati, but by far, this is um, one of the best radio experiences I've ever had was working at The Box. You have a, a phenomenal team, and I know that you are a genius when it comes to um, building talent. Thank you. And uh, and so it's been, it was like really like one of the coolest experiences. Mm -hmm. And I look forward to seeing how I'm able to take the knowledge that I learned from you and use that in other places, maybe not necessarily even radio, mm -hmm. but just in my everyday life. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to break out the alchemist that you gave me mm -hmm. tonight and read it again. And <laughs> you should. <laughs> and, and don't forget the forward. I think the forward in the book is one of the oh, most powerful. it sets powerful. the tone. It's like, it hey. It sets the tone. Yeah. It's so great. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I guess I just I have such a great feeling um, I'm sitting here looking at a Magic 102 sign, and I see the word magic, and I just feel a spirit of magic yeah. in the moment right Me now. Too. I just do. I feel like, you know, you are on a journey that's going to take you somewhere amazing. And I think for us selfishly, we want to hold on to those that we love so close and keep you near. But I think sometimes, you know, in this case, you know, you needed to fly. Yeah. And by you being able to fly, you know, it's really propelled your you to another level. I've been able to see who I am. Yeah. Because to be honest, Terry, my identity has always been so tied up into radio. Mm -hmm. It's like I did not know who I was until yeah. I finally stepped out and I could say, okay, now that I'm not associated with mm -hmm. any other brand and it's just JJ as a brand, who am I? And I have figured out a lot about me, a lot of self-awareness in the last two years. I think that's great, and I'm glad to hear you say that because that is one of the things that worries me about this business is that most people' identity is so wrapped up into the brand that they represent yeah. that you know if the job goes away or whatever, they're not able to sustain. They literally, I have known people personally that have died of a broken heart wow. because they are not doing this business, yep. and so. I, my friend, am extremely proud of you for you. taking that break and getting off that treadmill yeah. to go and find out who you are outside of anybody's call letters. Yeah. Because that means that, you know what, you can stay with your purpose no matter what. That whatever cape that you wear, whatever logo is or isn't on the cape, that underneath that cape is still a super, superwoman yes. who knows exactly what her role is in the world. And that's, I think, what our mission is, is to find out what role we're supposed to play, then doggone it, we need to go play it. That's right. I love it. You're so awesome. <laughs> Where can people follow you, Terry? At Terry Thomas on Instagram, T-E-R-R-I-T-H-O-M-A-S. Do you have a website? I do, terrythomas.com, although that's where you can find my two children's books. Be sure to check her out. 
and definitely follow her. She's dropping all kinds of nuggets all over Instagram. And you have to read her or check out her stories too because her stories are really good. Thank you. I know. I'm always like, let me take some notes real fast. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Terry. Ah, thank you. Yay.